Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. He didn't have to go to the cross for us. Some of us really messed up people. Thinking about the guy who had been sitting there for 38 years, um, if you could go on to the to the next slide, Todd. Um, in, um, in verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? Think about that. Do you wish to get well? Some of us want to stay in our sickness, and I'm not talking about physical sickness. There could be some mental things going on about our past. As one who sat for 38 years in some of my past over what had happened to me, that God didn't want me to live there anymore. So I made a decision back in 2010 to swim across a lake with somebody that some of you know pretty well, um, taking background of things that had been done, you know, growing up. It was important because it was a prophetic act that I crossed the Jordan with somebody that I thought probably a few times probably wanted to drown me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was I difficult. I was like, I'm you gonna do this. And it was so important because <laughs> the enemy wasn't going out. Because what we had done, we had prayer rock this area where I grew up at, prayer rock some specific locations. Um, and you know, it was around the 4th of July, July 2010. Zach, um, um, around, not on that day, but around that, that 4th of July weekend. And I thought, Lord, what did I get myself into? But I knew it was important to finish well with this. Afterwards, it was so powerful because it was something I had never thought I actually was going to be able to do until I had some encouragement um, from somebody to do it. Because one of the things I learned was I got saved in 98, but at that time, I thought, okay, life will be easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was like, I didn't have somebody where I had been worshiping at this other church before and was a member. I thought, well, I know about all the rules. I know about the rules. Yeah, say that, baby. Come I know about the rules. Again, a rule person. Come on. I, I deal with rules at work. I deal with expectations. I almost had gone in the military because I wanted the structure, but I had another plan. Thank goodness. This plan was better than mine. Um, but it, it, what I realized was that they didn't understand either the people that were leading. Um, their, their focus was on getting people saved, which, yeah, that's great, but what about afterwards? You got all these babies, as we talked about. It's like people need to have people to come along beside them. Yeah. To help them. Yeah, that's right. And I, I love the people. I mean, I, by the grace of God, if it wouldn't have been for that, for that, that church at that time, I actually met some of my family that are here today through that church. And um, it was such a um, blessing. And at that time, I didn't know them um, when I got saved. But I knew that there was something special. I knew because. I left and came back, and I'm like, Lord, why are you bringing me back? I don't want to go back. So I left for five years and came back, and I'm thinking, 
for what? I didn't I didn't understand what why I came back to a place I didn't want to go back to. And he's like, you need to go. I'm like, All right. <laughs> so, verse seven. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. I really related to this verse because I'm about sometimes doing things myself. Um, learned that that's just not a good idea. Um, and think about this this man who had sat 38 years by a pool and nobody had helped him. He was a beggar, but even he couldn't beg very well because he was just laying on the side of the picture the, um, in the previous slide. Um, Think about that. And people basically probably were stomping all over him, jumping over him, walking over him, uh, because he couldn't move. So other people would cut from him because they were about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I really related to this personally for me, thinking back to some of my testimony growing up when I was in special ed, how some of the kids in my class were very special needs kids. And I really, when I say special needs, their, their challenges were probably a lot more worse than mine were. But I never understood at the time why God had me there, but there was a ministry there that I found out later on. There was a reason why. The compassion that Jesus had watching that guy at the, at the pool of Bethesda, the mercy of God, how Jesus, when he came, he could have gone to the palaces and gone to these other places, but he chose to go to the hospital of the day Amen. where people were That's laying right. out, they were sick, right. they were dying. He chose to go there. He chose to go there. He, the Holy Spirit, um, even though we didn't technically have the Holy Spirit at that time, but Jesus being uh, the Son of God, mm-hmm. went there and directed him to. Um, the person, I think about how the, the man, he had no friends. You know, his focus was, I just want somebody to put me down there. And I was put me down in the pool and was reminded of the four friends that helped the paralytic man. And I don't have this on scripture, lowered him through the roof when his friends cut the hole in the roof to lower him down because they loved their friends so much. They wanted him healed. Those are people you need to stand up to. Those are your friends that will lay themselves down. Get up on a roof, cut a hole, lower him down. They won't let anything stop them. Think about this. If this was today, you saw somebody doing that. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I was thinking, well, you know, South Side, we would do that. But they might be trying to steal something. Maybe I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I love the South Side, so I say that with all pride. I use that word. I say this with all humility. Um, that, um, but we have people here in our community that are dying, and we got work to do. Yeah. We have work to do, you guys. We we don't. We can't be about ourselves. We can't be about ourselves. So if we could move on to the next slide, to John, um, for verses 8 and 9. Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your pallet and walk. Get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well picked up his pallet, and began to walk. Think about that. Think about what Jesus' command was. What was interesting is so reminded me of our healing class that we just had, where we prayed for different people, and there were healings. I know first, you know, Stephanie actually had shared a story 
um, and I know I've experienced it, but what was powerful was we didn't just ask the question, we just commanded. Think about that. Jesus didn't tell him to get in the water. He said, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Yeah, that's good. He came, he picked up his pallet and walked. Get up, pick up your pallet and walk. I think that's a prophetic sign. Some of you, you need to you need to get up out of your seats, wherever you're at, and that <laughs> okay, this is it's gonna be something. Pick up your pallet and walk. Yeah, come on. There, and this could be different situations. Let ask God to speak to you what that is for you, because maybe He's telling you to go somewhere to do something. But only ask the Holy Spirit what that is. Yeah. I'm not going to come and tell you you need to be X Y Z. That that to me is manipulation, control, yeah, and that's, that's witchcraft. Right. That's right. And we we do not do that here. My heart as a prophetic leader is I want to prophesy encouragement, encouragement, but if there's a word to share about uh, maybe a word of correction, it would never be done in, 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 uh, it would never be done with any heart but love. And I think as you'll see Jesus revit, uh, met the gentleman again, and we'll go to that next verse in a minute, but just want to encourage you Think about the command that Jesus gave him to pick up his pallet and walk. And remember, this was on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So that opens up a very interesting part of the story now. Yeah, come on. Um, let's see in that next slide. There's a picture. There's Jesus, you know, with a, with a paralytic man. He's saying, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. And a pallet is basically his bed. Right. You know, that really is what that is. Pick care of your bed. You know, carrying it along. Okay, if you go to the next slide. Jesus was intentional in what he did. He asked a simple but powerful question. Do you want to get well? Mm. When Christ came to Jerusalem, he didn't visit the palaces, but the hospitals of the day where the sick and lame were, which shows his compassion for those who were in need. Um, remember... God has a plan and a purpose for some of our detours that we take. Some of us maybe maybe aren't where we think we should be, but I think we should thank God for where we're not anymore. Amen. I think no matter where we're at, God has a plan and a purpose, and we need to be thankful. Um, thank Him. Thank. I mean, I, I'm just going to think about those poor people today that are no longer have have their family members that are in the churches overseas. Um, and that's an evil spirit. I mean, that's basically, that's just pure evil. You're targeting people going to worship. And the same could be said in places that are in the Muslim places of worship. Same thing. This isn't just about Christians. We know people are targeted for specific reasons, and there's a, there's a religious spirit there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So if we could go to the next slide. Again, Jesus was intentional in where he went. The setting of his miracle was during the feast for the Jewish people to pass over, the most celebrated feast where many people would be in Jerusalem. Jesus was from Galilee, and still he came up to Jerusalem. And as I mentioned earlier, um, Bethesda in Hebrew means house of mercy. Jesus showed mercy on the, the man at the, by the pool of Bethesda by healing him. Hmm. We can go on to the next slide, to John 5, 10, and 11. Um, so in the word um, says, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, he who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. 
Think about that. Because Jesus healed on the Sabbath, that was not permissible. Again, that religious spirit. I love that song about getting rid of that religious spirit. Because I really, just being transparent, I really struggle against that. Because I've had it over me in my life, and it's not healthy. Physically, it's not healthy spiritually. I grew up with family members that had that spirit, that carried it, that I've had to cut off. Yeah. And literally, I feel it trying to get on me sometimes. So if maybe you might notice me moving or walking or praying or doing something, um, and you have a question, please ask. Because it may not be that at all, but there are times, literally, when I get in meetings, um, especially now at work right now, I'm literally feeling that spirit of control. And it's not about me, and it's just what's happening in the environment and the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important, number one, to pray. It's a spirit, it's not the people. That's right. That's we right. need to pray for them. We need to pray to reverence for them. Because thinking about a family member of mine who's in taking classes and she's going to get a master's in divinity, thinking about that, that part of me is, and I'm just praying for her um, to understand it's not about the rules, it's not about the degree, it's not about the titles, having been through all of this, mm -hmm. but it's about who you are in Christ. It's not performance. It's not about performance. Mm -hmm. It's about who Christ, Christ died for you. Mm -hmm. So if we go to the next slide, mm -hmm. verse 12 and 13. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, the, the religious leaders, they asked him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. You know, Jesus would slip away, and I'm thinking he's just like an undercover person. <laughs> I could see him being an undercover cop. I think about, you know, thinking about that. But what, what it, as I was studying about that, Jesus would just disappear because he would blend into the crowd. He would literally blend into the crowd. He wouldn't stand out. He didn't... Um, he didn't distinguish himself. You know, think about that. He would just disappear, or they would they would blind people's eyes so they didn't know he was there. Yeah. And it was like sometimes I think we sometimes want to stand out. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I don't want to be up here sometimes. I don't. I like being down there with the people. I, you know, as I work in my job at the state, when I'm down here with the people, meaning I don't like being up on a platform. This isn't me. This is. I like to be down where Jesus did the work and front lines. I'm a frontline person at work. I travel a lot with my job, particularly at Flint, Detroit, particularly that um, have really gotten to know some great people over the last 23 years there and wouldn't change a bit. What I realized when I started, now I understand now I've better why God placed me in those regions as a steward um, for me to learn more about the community, but also to share God's word with people who also actually shared it with me. Um, mm -hmm. So think about this. So again, the religious leaders were asking, pick up your pallet and walk, but the, the, they're asking him because you're not supposed to do that on the Sabbath. You're not supposed yeah. to do anything. It yeah. was reminding me of when we were in Israel last year on the Shabbat elevator. And I am not, I kid me not, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And this particular one hotel that was, what, 15 floors? You don't have to, you don't push a button. You just stand in the elevator and it stops at every floor. And I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm going to get off. I'm walking down the stairs. But I have luggage. I just, I guess what I did, I made it a ministry opportunity. I know, Stephanie, you did the stairs probably more than I did. But I always found that I got on the Shabbat elevator and I just had to laugh. I just laughed. What a story. And I've shared actually that a lot recently with people at work. Um, 
we could go on to the next slide uh, for Jeb 5 verses 14 and 15. So, so afterward, Jesus found him in the temple, we're talking about the man that he had healed, and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. You know, when I was studying this, they don't say what, what, um, what the sin was uh, that the man had experienced, but Jesus was warning him. Uh, many times when people get healed, um, this was some of my understanding and interpretation. We we think, oh, we're healed, but then we kind of sometimes slide back into the always. Mm -hmm. And Jesus wants us to remember, thinking about the swim I did, thinking about jail ministry. My heart grew cold sometimes after some big events um, that I thought, ooh, I've arrived. And it's like, no, he just cuts that pride. Yeah, cuts the pride. Right. Cuts the pride. Cuts the pride. And we haven't arrived, and we're not done. That is not what we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to be about who we're called to be, which is sharing God's word. Mm -hmm. Having the heart to give somebody a ride. Yeah, come on. Taking a meal, babysitting, Amen. Amen. changing diapers <laughs> on both baby diapers and baby adult diapers. Yeah. You never know. I have an aging parent. Thinking about those days, um, but you know we haven't arrived. We're not. We're not. A, this this body is not being arrived. We're not about being arriving. We're about just do what God says. And sometimes it may be scary. You never know what Stephanie may come here to do. <laughs> but I say that all to say Stephanie likes to push us off the cliff, and I love it. Literally, I've parasailed before, and I think about that. And um, wasn't off a cliff though, but I think about because you see things in us that we don't see in ourselves sometimes, and that's what makes you a great leader for the church. And we appreciate that about you. Uh, you and I have had our chats when I've had to be pushed. Um, but I think I want to hear from Jesus, and I want to hear from my friends that know me if I'm getting off track, um, or I'm kind of pride maybe comes up, or or something's happening that it's not good. You're going down a path that it's not good, and it's important to have those people in your life. Sometimes you, I say that all that to say. Sometimes. We, we don't want to hear what they have to say, but ultimately, if they're your friends, they will tell you what you need That's to hear. Right. And it may That's not right. sometimes be what you want to hear, yeah. but it's what God lays on their heart. Um, so I just go back to those four friends that lowered the paralytic man down, um, cutting the hole off the top, and then um, of, the, of the house lowered him down so he could be to listen to Jesus and be um, there in the middle. And then thinking about the man in the salon, the, the pool, the Bethesda pool, who didn't have that. And Jesus warned him. You know, I, my heart was thinking about, well, he's a lone ranger. He can't. If he gets healed, you can't slip back into those old ways. And he was warning him. Um, so, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. That's good. All right, next slide uh, for John 5, 16 to 17. What are we doing on time? For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, my father is working until now, and I myself am working. Think about that. My father is working until now, and I myself am working. Amen. 
you know, go back to the Sabbath about the rules. You can't do things on the Sabbath. And it's not about the rules. Um, again, going back to my experience about getting baptized and, um, you know, getting, I got saved and I got baptized and it was cool because at that time my parents came to this event without their spouses and honestly at that time in my life I was really glad. My parents are divorced, I'm being transparent, yeah. and their spouses, honestly, we had a get-together at a family member's house afterwards, It um, and I love my step-parents, but at that time in my life, it was like I wanted my parents there. Not that I thought they were going to get back together, but it was just, it just coming from a blended family now, I, I just, at that time, it was hard because my parents had been married 31 years and got divorced. And it was just, it was just weird. I, I didn't understand. I was having these emotions. I, it's like, you know, at the time, um, it was, it was just awkward. But I say that all that to say now, um, our my relationship with them is very good, and I'm very thankful. Uh, but at that time, there were things I had to work through. Um, at that time, um, so we go to the next slide about Jesus persecuted by the religious leaders. He knew they were trying to trap him with the religious rules. He answered all their questions. He was intentional in where he went and how he responded. Amen. Think about that. Everywhere he went, and I so think of Dennis Moore when I talk about this stuff. And so good. The harmony of the Gospels. When, uh, this was a, play, a class that he was teaching us when, um, and, I don't know, a few, many years back. How Jesus was intentional everywhere he went. He intentionally went to Jerusalem to meet that guy at the pool. I know that. Okay, I didn't know that for a fact. I wasn't there. But knowing what I know about Jesus being intentional, he went there thinking to, he's going to create a miracle. He's going to do this miracle. All these people are going to see it. Because this was the busiest time of the year in the busiest city in Jerusalem. And he was going to do it on the Sabbath. And he was just breaking all sorts of rules. And that's what I love about Jesus. He was a rule breaker. And again, I'm not saying all rules are bad. There are some rules that are good, so I don't want to make this about rules. We have to have speed limits for reasons. You know, use as an example, follow you know, the speed limits and make sure we use our blinkers and not text and drive. So I'm just using those as... No, that's a whole. That's another lesson. But um, Jesus was intentional everywhere. Everywhere he did everything. He did how he responded. Are you being intentional? Are Are you being intentional when you meet somebody on the street? Um, maybe you see somebody in Myers that's having a hard day. Are you praying for them? If God, Holy Spirit prompts you, and if He doesn't, I'm not saying that you you should or shouldn't. But just if he's prompting you, you know, you never know what might be going on with that other person. I had that happen to me, and it's been a while, in the Myers on um, South Pennsylvania. Um, a woman was in line and didn't have enough money for groceries, so I wanted to just, she was putting some things back, so I told the cashier, just put her with my stuff. And she's like, no, that's okay, so let me do it. Well, later on, she talked to me later, and I started crying. She just come from an appointment, she found out she had cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, Okay, this person reminded me of my mother, so I just about cried. And she actually had retired from the state, so I thought, okay, this is not an accident, Lord. This is not an accident. So being, you know, if Holy Spirit prompts you to go a certain way, and again, this kind of gets into the seer class, I think, too, for next week. You know, maybe he's showing you something 
because he doesn't want you to go this direction because you never know, it might be an accident. I think you need to listen to that. A few times in my life, he said to be late for meetings, and I'm like, I don't want to be late, but you need to be. And so I could miss an accident on, on 696 <laughs> when I was driving to church, particularly in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, so be intentional. Sometimes it may be intentional to be intentionally listening to him and not to get so um, focused sometimes on um, what's happening to ourselves. And I know sometimes it's hard. I know there's some people going through some tough things. So I'm not saying this lightly either. Um, sometimes we pray for somebody else and that blesses and that's a healing for us. Um, so just be encouraged. You go down to the next, um, the next uh, John 5.18. Um, for this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. We're talking about Jesus. Because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but he was also calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Come on. Why did the religious leaders seek to kill Jesus? Because he was breaking their rules. Rules, rules, rules. That religious spirit. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. You can't use this. That's a you good can't word. use this version. You can't do that. Okay, I got a tablet. My grandmother would think she'd be appalled. Where's my Bible? I don't my phone's here. I got my notes. I'm not looking back there because I'm focused on the crowd. But <laughs> the religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus because he was breaking their rules. Mm-hmm. Think about that. What spirit was behind that? I mean, with it being um, you know, Resurrection Sunday, Easter today, think about that. He, he fooled them all. Yeah. He, he rose yeah. from the dead. Yeah. Come on. Thinking about that scene in the Passion um, was so powerful. And, and I don't know if some of you have seen it. I want to encourage you to if you haven't. But where he, where he, where he was at the cross on Passover and the whole temple splits. And um, I won't get, you know, we'll, we'll talk after church if you don't know that message. Um, but how it, because um, Caiaphas, who was the religious leader that Jesus wound up being confronted by, um, just was, I honestly see stuff so prophetic today with what we're dealing with today. Yeah. Um, and after being in Israel. Um, but, you know, God loves them too, and we need to be praying for them. I just know that. One of the leaders, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on which one it was, would go to Jesus at night to talk to him mm-hmm. because he didn't want the others. Who's that? Nicodemus. Nicodemus, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Front row peeps I appreciate <laughs> that. It, because he wanted to know about what it's like to be born again yeah. and what that yeah. means. And yeah. He was seeking. He was hungry. Yeah. He was hungry. All right. Go to the, go to the next slide. Okay. So 19 um, through 20. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. Mm. One of the things that I want to draw your attention to is where Jesus said, truly, truly. Um, that really means something when he says, truly, truly. And if you could go to that next next slide, 17. Jesus did what his father showed him. In John 19, Jesus answered the religious leaders by starting out saying, truly, truly, I say to you. It's important to, to know Jesus was making an important point by beginning his sentence with, 
truly, truly, so people would listen closely to what he was going to say about doing what the Father showed him. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Any of these key points, it's like truly, truly like E.F. Hutton. It's really important when he says that. And again, this is the New American Standard Version. This is what I'm using today. But he makes these points for a reason. Today's message on the Pool of Bethesda was about miracles, but it also was about a sermon. So Jesus healed, but he also had a message. And that really was what this message was about today. Um, a message not just about miracles, but about how um, we're called, many are called, few are chosen. The call can be hard, but it's up to you whether you wanna persevere through it or kind of not, and you're free to choose. And sometimes it's hard, and I'm not going to say it is. I've had discussions with um, people, and somebody who showed my name was, was up front, about the call prophetically, and as a pr prophetic person, how hard it can be because I feel that mallet on my face, and people don't like what I have to say, yeah. and it doesn't come out probably the right way, and I'm not perfect, and I'm never going to be in... I'm not going to say I do everything the right way, but what I do know is in my heart, I love people, otherwise I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have persevered to get where I'm at now if I didn't mm -hmm. love people. Mm -hmm. and, That's true. And I just want to encourage you that That's true. Mm -hmm. to stay in that call, stay in the, stay in the fight. Think of the lone survivor. Okay, I knew that movie was going to come up. That was that true story about Marcus Luttrell, who um, was a Navy SEAL who lost all of his companions and his compact, his, his, it was, he was the only one left in the unit. Um, they had been ambushed and um, he was the one left to carry their story back on what they went through and then yeah. they made a movie out of it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But know that in the word is never, never give up. And some of the music I, resonates with me as I, prepare for assignments or prepare for a meeting that I know is going to be difficult, that sometimes we just got to press in and just, just press in to what's going on and just praise him and thank him in the good times and the bad. Yeah. Um, Amen. I'm not saying that's easy. Amen. Um, I'm not saying that at all. Um, so for um, John, so in the next five, twenty-one to 23, <clears throat> so in the scripture, Jesus talks about, as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son, so that we all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent right. them. That's right. And let's just go to the next, we're going to go to the next step, slide 19, again, 524. Truly, truly, I say to you, who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Receiving eternal life. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. And that's in verse 40. Which one is that one? Sorry, I'm trying to get my, it's supposed to be 24. Okay. Thank you. Okay. The next slide is about, it's not about rules or formulas. 
It's not about performance. It's not about rules or a formula. It's about believing in the one whom the Father sent, receiving the free gift of grace and mercy that was offered on the cross for you and I. You know, if you were the only person here on earth, he still would have sent his son for you. I want to encourage you. Know, encourage you. Um, the church has done a really crappy job, and I'm just going to say it. Yeah, say that. It's I all right. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, come on, say it. I just, I weep as I look at people bound by rules. And I'm saying this is one who was such a rule follower and out screwed me up. Come on. And they didn't know anybody. That's the thing, because that's what they're, they're taught in the school yeah. and, and the education, which I'm all for education. And that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that people need to be, be free to be who God created them to be. That's right. Yeah. To learn and grow with a biblical perspective, yeah. but not to be bound by all the rules. And I think the reason why I'm here, honestly, is because I can stand up and preach, whereas in most places I would probably be, as a woman, I couldn't be up preaching. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, and that's okay. I mean, and people ask me, are you ordained? Are you a pastor? And I'm like, I don't know. I just you got created, and sometimes <laughs> I just amen. <laughs> thank you, thank say, you. Say. I'm I just and I actually was the, one of the commissioners at, at the at the state that I work with. He actually is originally from Nigeria, and somebody actually I've gotten to know quite a bit the last six months. He had been to Israel last year with his wife. He's from Florida State up in Big Rapids, and he was sharing the story how he came to America and how he came to Christ. And he said, I want to talk to you more about this trip that he and I have been talking about, Stephanie, if that's God's will for me to go. But um, he basically came to America because he came to Christ over there, and his dad was a missionary over there, and they came to the United States. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you see all the things happening on the news and how the, the demonic wants to control so the word can't get out, and it takes people being willing to step out and go over there, like a little, like a like Camille spending time over in Zambia last year, mm -hmm. other people that are going places. And it's not about going places; it's truly. I just they don't people in some of the less developed countries. They don't have Bibles. They don't have people sharing God's word. Somebody like me being able to minister to another woman over there. I just. I would be honored to do that, but I'm thinking, Lord, am I the right person? I question, I question that you guys, I do, because I'm not a, not a past. I'm, I'm, I'm who God created me to be, and if that's what God wants me to do, I'm laying down and I'm going. I don't know when and how it's all gonna work, but um, I just wanna encourage you all, because of some of the challenges we've had in, in, the, in our churches, we have work to do to get to, Allow people to hear God's word, but also become who God created them to be. Yeah, say that, love. That's right. Not just about Come hearing on. God's word, but say who that. God created them to be. Again, it's not about performance rules or a formula. And seriously, and that's what I thought about. Okay, I'm saved. Come on. I got baptized. Say okay, that. God's good. Come on. All the time. That's and the word. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's man. And. I think my heart goes out to these people. I look at them. I, I just, I'm very careful about what I look at on the internet now. You know, some of the people, particularly that I'm thinking Bill Johnson and Chris Ballard, and the people that, you know, their things, I gravitate to their teaching. 
I'm not going to say I agree with everything, but I'm not going to sit there and say there's not a calling in life. I know because when I, That's right. I the Spirit moves me when I hear their teaching yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Then you read stuff on the internet about how they're just not nice things, I'll put it that way. And I'm thinking, well, who are they? And I was on a, when actually, on, when we had gone to, um, I wasn't, um, and when we went to Toronto, when I was in Toronto with Stephanie, I was rewatching one of the play, one of the teachings we had been at, one of the sessions in the video, and this person was saying horrible things about Bill Johnson, and just and it was like, wow! And I just started praying for them in the spirit because yeah. you know, it was all the spirit control and they'd been hurt and, and and there was a wound there, and that really is and somebody who's been wounded that we need to get that taken care of. You yeah. can't wound other people. Yeah. It, we need to get it taken care of. And it could maybe a sozo, maybe uh, some counseling, but those wounds, it's really important that we get that we get that healed. And I'm not gonna say it happens overnight, it's a process. Yeah. Mine's Amen. been a process. Amen, love. Um, That's good. So I just wanna encourage you, if this message resonated with you, um, know that, you know, you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'll have an opportunity to come and pray for you today. We do have communion today for people, and it's um, Daly and Robert have graciously, well, we're gonna have them come up to help with communion, and I can help too. Um, but it's, you know, the message today, I just wanna encourage you that there is grace, there is mercy for mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. You know, we don't keep a rule book. Again, thinking of a, the rule book, you know, so I, I think one of the things I've had to do is throw rule books out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying, again, all rules are bad. I'm going to just know that there's a plan and a purpose for them, but we just can't be about the rules. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.